Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello and welcome to the Evan Witt Podcast, the Evan Witt Show. I'm Evan Witt, and today we have a very special show here today as we are having Maggie Looney of the Lombardi Lounge coming onto the show to talk to us about the uh, Green Bay Packers and the upcoming NFL draft. She also is a contributor to Pack Today Podcast. Before we do get started with her, do want to let you know, as always, the Evan Witt Show is brought to you by Coach Evan Fitness. If you're looking to lose some weight, there's still plenty of time to do that before summer. Let me know. I've lost 150 pounds over the past several years, and I want to help you do the same. And if you're looking to lose some weight, if you're looking to get healthy, let me help you uh, do the same. Shoot me an email at coachevan66 at gmail.com. That's coachevan66 at gmail.com. I have a platform. I have the tools that are necessary to help you reach your health and fitness goals. It could be 5 pounds. It could be 50 pounds. I can help you, and I want to help you. Just shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com. Now the NFL draft is coming up uh, as as the date of the recording. The NFL draft is just two days away. The Packers have the 12th and 30th pick, and there's a lot going on in this year's draft and a lot to uh, break down and discuss. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways this draft can go uh, for the Packers. They can always trade up. They can trade back. They can stay put. They can draft a linebacker. They can draft a, a offensive lineman. They can draft a corner. A safe, like they, Their options are endless, especially with what they did in free agency where they filled the safety position, they filled the the outside linebacker rush edge position, they filled offensive line depth. So the Packers could go one of many different ways in this year's draft. And to kind of talk about that and to give uh, her thought, I brought uh, Maggie Looney on from the Lombardi Lounge and podcast with Pack Today podcast. And uh, Maggie, I want to say thank you so much for spending some time with me this evening. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so before we do jump into talking about the draft, um, you know, just so you let the uh, listeners know where they can find your your work really quick. Um, I did mention Lombardi Lounge, Pack Day Podcast, if you want to talk to them where they can connect with you, where they can find your work and whatnot. Yeah, so I just got married. Um, So my Twitter handle is still Maggie Lawler, L-A-W-L-E-R. But my Twitter name now is Maggie Loney. So if you look up either of those, I should come up. And like you did mention, I write for the Lombardi Lounge. That's at Lombardi underscore lounge. And I also podcast for the Pack-A-Day podcast. 
apologize for mispronouncing your last name. Uh, I'm talking really fast, and I, I guess I added a letter in there that wasn't there. <laughs> I hope you do. That is okay. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned you got married recently, and before, if you don't mind talking about it or just mentioning it, you had very unique wedding experience, um, and it's a very unique situation as well. Um, you know, you got... Uh, Married to a Browns fan, as your Twitter handle reads, and you got married uh, someplace that's near and dear to your heart. Do you mind sharing that really quick with the listeners? Yeah, so we got engaged, and then right away, because I spend my whole life on the Packers website, there was an ad that said, get married at Lambeau Field. So, of course, I asked, despite uh, him being a Browns, Browns fan, if it would be possible for us to have the wedding at Lambeau, and because he's the best, he was all for it. He thought it was great since we're both such huge football fans to have the wedding at such a historic football venue. So it it was great. It was a whirlwind. Uh, we did quite a bit of planning, and then the day itself finally came. But it was so much fun to get, like, a behind-the-scenes look at everything that happens. You know, you get to go through the tunnel. You get to come out in the bowl and take pictures. So it was just it was really cool to be able to have the wedding there. Did any any uh, Packer personnel or any players crash the wedding at all or no? You know, I was optimistic. Uh, my maid of honor was supposed to invite Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think she did that. So, unfortunately, he couldn't come. Well, it would have been really cool <laughs> if it could have happened. Uh, you know, I just could imagine all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers shows up at your uh, your reception and is like, let's have this dance. I probably, you know, he probably would have hit the floor and had to be carried <laughs> out of there had you been shocked, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been pretty insane. But I, I would have been totally on board with it. Yeah. So NFL draft, as the date of the recording, is currently Tuesday the 23rd. Draft is two days away. And the Packers, as I was mentioning, uh, as you were calling in, uh, I probably heard some of the introduction, is after free agency. The Packers on Thursday, 12th and 30th picks, can go a lot of different directions due to signing Adrian Amos, due to signing both of the Smiths, due to signing uh, Taylor at offensive line, Cole Madison coming back. So the Packers can go in a number of different directions. Now, they still have some depth concerns, especially a tackle, uh, linebacker position, some depth concerns, especially in the middle. Could always use another safety, in my opinion. Tight end, Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis aren't getting any younger. But the Packers have many, many options at 12. So... Assuming Kyler Murray goes number one, as most most uh, pundits are predicting right now, um, you have a lot of top ten talent defensive players, and uh, probably more top ten talent de- type defensive players than there are picks in the top ten. Which direction do you see the Packers going? Do you see them standing pat to select one of the premier defenders that could be there? Do you see them trading up to get one of the guys, like a Devin White, Devin Bush, Ed Oliver, uh, Quinton Williams from Alabama? Do you see them even trading back to, like, 15 to 20 range and getting, like, a, a tight end or a receiver there? What do you see them doing with this 12th pick? The more that I think about it, at first I thought that they were definitely looking to trade back. Like, I thought they could get the most value going into the teens, maybe the early 20s. Um, to pick up some of that depth that's there. There's a lot of offensive talent that will be available in that range. Um, But the more that I thought about it, 
and the more that uh, Brian Gutekunst gave some interviews, um, he really made it seem like the Packers were going, it was going to take a King's ransom for them to move out of that spot. I mean, the Packers historically are not picking that high. So I think in his mind, especially with such a deep, uh, talented defensive group in this draft class, um, that they were going to stay put at 12. So I, I do think that they likely will stay put now. Um, like you said, there are, especially if any quarterbacks go in that top 10 outside of Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray if he does in fact go number one, that'll push some of that top talent down. I don't think Ed Oliver makes it. He would be my ideal choice at 12. Um, without overthinking it, I would say it's Brian Burns at 12. But I also would not be surprised if Devin Bush is their guy. I definitely think it'll be either a defensive player or an offensive tackle. So I'm hoping that they go defense with pick 12. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. If it ends up being uh, Devin Bush, I'm going to be ecstatic. I love Devin Bush. I love, the, uh, you know, he's short. So a lot of people are docking him there. Um, but I look at Devin Bush, I see a, a difference maker on defense. Devin White, good player. You know, I'm not hating on Devin White. Um, but I just think Devin Bush has better instincts. I think he's got better uh, reaction re, uh, reaction skills. And like I said, he's got better instincts uh, than Devin White does. I, I, again, not hating on Devin White. I'll be fine there too. But I just love Devin Bush. If, between Devin Bush, Devin White, the two better, uh, probably the two best linebackers, in, uh, inside linebackers in this draft, which one do you give the edge to if you're the Packers? Let's say hypothetically somehow Devin White and Bush both fall to number 12. Who do you see the Packers taking? I'm with you that I think it would be Devin Bush. Um, I, I know you said hypothetically because I don't think there's any way Devin White slides. Um, I honestly think he's a really good fit for the Buccaneers. I see a lot of mocks with him going at pick five, and I agree, you know, 100% with those. I think he's a difference maker for that team. Um, another potential option I had considered originally was uh, the Packers trading back with the Steelers uh, because the Steelers, you know, ever since they lost Ryan Shazier, they're really looking for that presence in the middle of the field. And Devin Bush would be such a fantastic pairing with the Steelers' defense. Um, but yes, then, I don't want you know, him in Pittsburgh. I want him in Green Bay. <laughs> well, right. You know, selfishly, yeah, they would stay put at 12. But if they are high on quite a few players and they want to trade back and maybe get like pick 52 from the Steelers, I could see the Steelers really looking to move up and grab someone like Bush. Yeah. So everyone's saying the Packers have to take a defensive guy. They have to take a defensive guy. Um, there's two guys that I'm pretty high on. I want to kind of get your thoughts on them. Jonah Williams from Alabama and then uh, Taylor from Florida. I think Williams, I, I, I think, you know, I don't care that his measurements uh, athletically aren't up there on par with, let's say, Taylor, but I just love him as a football player. I see him on film. He's, uh, he can play right side. He can play left side. He can play guard. And he is just a solid football player. He actually reminds me a lot of, Brian Bulaga, who didn't test the greatest uh, athletically, but he's just a solid football player. And then Taylor, great feet, good hands. Uh, he's a guy that can probably, if something were to happen to uh, Bakhtiari, if you were to go down, you could kick him out at left tackle and probably not miss a beat. What are your thoughts on one of those two? I really like uh, both of them quite a bit. Um, I don't 
think that Taylor will be there. I think that Taylor will be the first um, offensive lineman off the board. I could see him going somewhere like the Giants. You know, they really need to strengthen that line, especially with Saquon Barkley. And, you know, whoever the quarterback is, whether they roll with Eli or draft someone, you need to keep them upright. Um, so I think Taylor um, will definitely be off the board. But I do really like Jonah Williams quite a bit. I know that there's talk about his arms being short, but I don't read anything into that. I think he still is an offensive tackle. I don't think you would move him to guard. Um, and I think he would be a great fit for the Packers. But I, I don't think that the Packers need to reach for an offensive lineman at 12. I would be totally comfortable with them taking like a Dalton Reisner at 30. I don't think many offensive tackles or true offensive tackles that are first or second round grades will be there at 44. I think there'll be quite a run on them um, maybe in the late first, early second. Uh, But I do, I do really like Jonah Williams. I think he'd be a good fit for the offense if they did reach as high as 12. Yeah. And, uh, You mentioned offensive linemen. I've seen some mocks that are having uh, Jonah Williams actually in the bottom half of the first round. Um, Is it just because that there is such deep depth at other positions, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that a a talent like uh, uh, Jonah Williams could fall so far in the draft? Or, you know, where do you you see that potentially having – where do you, like, what do you see going on there? Yeah, I mean, I think quite a bit of it is the depth in this draft really leans towards the defense, especially in that first round. If you look outside of Kyler Murray, if he is the true number one overall pick, you've got Quinn and Williams, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, Devin White, Devin Bush, Ed Oliver. You know, we're listing a lot of defensive players without even considering any of the offensive talent on that side of the ball. So, or on the offensive side of the ball. So you could have Kyler Murray and then maybe like eight or nine defensive players before you really switch over. And I think that because both of the Iowa tight ends have been such a pull in this draft, they've been such an emphasis that, you know, the first tackle might not come off the board, the first lineman until maybe the Packers are in in play at pick 12. Um, I know I said that I thought Juwan Taylor would go to the Giants. I think that's the smart pick. But if there is an Ed Oliver or someone on the board that really could impact their defense, it wouldn't surprise me to see eight to ten defensive players go in a row and then the Packers really have their pick of the litter at 12. Yeah, and I would, I, I would love the Packers to stand pad and just take the best, you know, best player on the board unless it's a quarterback because that's been all the talk and sports talk for the past, it seems like, months now. It hasn't quite been that long, but it seems like it. You know, could the Packers take a quarterback at 12? Could they take a quarterback at 30? Which I think is just ridiculous. Um, Because first of all, and you could, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, is I'm not overly impressed with this year's quarterback class. I think the reason why you're seeing guys valued so high is because the talent isn't that great, so you're going to have a lot of teams reaching on quarterbacks, a la Christian Ponder, um, where the Vikings jumped up, I think, to number 11 to take Ponder, and the Titans took, I think, uh, Locker that same draft. They weren't special talents, but because the talent level was so low at the quarterback position that year, teams rushed to take them. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that Haskins and uh, uh, Greer and um, 
a guy from uh, Locke. I'm not saying they're not going to be solid players. I'm just not that high on them. I'm not going to use a top 10, top 5 pick on one of those three guys at all. And I'm, if I'm the Packers, I'm not taking a 12th pick on the draft or a 30th pick uh, on a quarterback, especially when you just invested so much money in the Rodgers. The only reason why I would even consider a quarterback at 30 is for the fact that you get them for that extra year. But if the Packers are going to take a quarterback early, to me, they'd be much better off waiting till next year or the following year when there's going to be better quarterback talent on the board. So what are your thoughts there, the – this talk that the Packers need to start planning. Rodgers is 35, Bard was 35, uh, so they need to take a quarterback in the first round. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it really won't surprise me uh, if the Packers do draft a quarterback, but I'm talking like day three of the draft. I really don't yeah. see them reaching for someone. And I'm fine with that if it's day three because you need to have somebody compete with Kaiser for that backup spot. Not saying I want it to be a rookie, but – you need somebody to compete with Kaiser and Boyle. I don't think the guy. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. I, but I do agree with you that you know this isn't a very deep quarterback class. I think that there will be teams that end up having to reach, whether it's like the Giants or the Dolphins. You know, I know there's a lot of talk from teams about waiting until next year um, for the Alabama quarterbacks to come out. In a couple years, you've got Lawrence from Clemson. So. You know, there might be that um, that run on quarterbacks later. But for the time being, if you're a franchise that has, you know, even like a Phillip Rivers or someone who is nearing what might be the end of their career, the Saints, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Saints pick up a quarterback, you know, in at their pick um, in the second round or, you know, whenever. Um, but I don't think that teams need to reach this year. I think that they will because it's the most important position in football. Uh, but I don't think the Packers need to be one of those teams this year if they're looking for their quarterback of the future. Yeah, I would definitely not be a happy camper if at 12 or 30 they end up taking a quarterback. I, I'm i going to be at the, the, the Q Club in uh, – uh, I'm forgetting where it's at now. I think Waukesha for uh, WSSP draft show, and I'm going to be there watching it, and I might cause a scene and I'll get kicked out if they end up taking a quarterback <laughs> on Thursday. Just for, for warning the listeners right there, if you hear about somebody kicked out of the Q Club, it was probably me if they took the quarterback. And the way it sounds, Gary Ellison will probably be joining me too. He's going to be one of the guys uh, co-hosting that show. Um, so perfect world for you. If you're, if you're the, the Packer GM, so you are, you are the Packer general manager, 12th pick falls, uh, falls to you and the 30th pick falls from you. If you can have your pick, um, who are you taking? I'm trying not to overthink it, you know, and I know that's all that this is until Thursday and Friday happens. We're just going to, after Thursday happens, we're all going to look at the boards and see who's left for Friday. Um, but if it's my perfect world and the board is falling exactly how I want it, Ed Oliver would be sitting there at 12 and I would get one of the safeties at 30. So it could be a Nasir Adderley, it could be a Juan Thornhill, it could be a Darnell Savage, but I think that would be my top three as far as who would be waiting for me. Yeah, and I would definitely be okay with Oliver. Now, I I know it's a pipe dream, but like we said, if uh, if we I could have my pick, um, I'm taking the defensive lineman, uh, Williams uh, from Alabama. Um, I yeah. think he's a 
special player. And if he starts falling out of the top five, I wouldn't be I would not be mad if the Packers move up to get him. I wouldn't be mad at all. But I doubt that's even gonna happen. He he's probably gonna go top four, more than likely. But the perfect world, that's who I would take. But I just really want Devin Bush. It's been a long time since the Packers have had an impact linebacker. I know he's only gonna be a rookie. You can't put you can't uh rely too heavily on a rookie, but I just want a linebacker that can go sideline to sideline, knock somebody's head off and cover, and that's what I see Devin Bush being. So I guess if I had to pick between Bush and Oliver, that would be a very tough choice, but I would probably go Bush. Um, So Arizona, first it was they're taking Kyler Murray. Then it was they're not taking him. Now then it was they are taking him, and now it's meaning towards that they're likely not taking them. Where do you see Arizona going? To me, Arizona's overthinking it. If they think Kyler Murray's their guy, if they think he's the guy that's going to run their offense, you, you take him. If not, then you trade up if you don't want one of the top-tier uh, defensive guys. That, that's basically my thought on that. What are your thoughts on what Arizona might do? If it's me, I personally was the highest on Josh Rosen last year. And I know it's a little bit sacrilegious to say that in my household since I'm married to a Browns fan. And I absolutely adore Baker Mayfield. I think that he is perfect for the Browns franchise. Uh, But coming out that class of five um, in the first round, I I thought that Josh Rosen had the most potential. So to me, if I'm the Cardinals, I really don't understand why they would – you know, get rid of him after the one season, especially when he came in the middle of the season. He came in in the middle of a blowout even. Like, he he didn't really get his bearings in the NFL yet. Um, but if they are trying to get Cliff his guy and they, you know, want to bring in Murray, um, I you can't fault them for that. But if I am the Cardinals, I'm taking – I think I would take Quinn and Williams at one. You can never – go wrong with having those type of playmakers on your defense. And you could argue that Nick Bosa is the same way. You know, the two of them might be interchangeable at that number one pick. But I think that, you know, quarterbacks can be so hit or miss. But Williams and Bosa are both going to have really successful NFL careers. So if I'm the Cardinals, I develop Rosen into the guy that I think he can be, the guy that I initially wanted him to be last year that I – spent the draft pick, moved up to get him for, and then I take a, a game changer on defense because day one, Williams or Bosa will be one of your starters and they're going to make an immediate impact for your team. Murray might not make that immediate start. Yeah, and yeah, for, I, I just don't really get I, I try to really get what Arizona is doing. I think, as I said, I think they're overthinking it. I think you nailed it right on the head. You did take a first – you traded up. Not only did you take the first-round quarterback, you traded up to get him. And I think – I think Murray fits best with the Cardinals' offense. Um, I think he just fits with that offense. But if you're Arizona, why not grab uh, one of the top-tier defensive guys and build that defense up and build it – you know, build that, you know – power running game with Johnson and uh, a solid defense. That's what I would do if I was Arizona. If Murray does not go number one, is he this drafts, I guess, Aaron Rodgers, where he just free falls, uh, possibly even out of the first round, or 
does Oakland possibly take them at four, or do the Giants possibly take them at six? I don't think he falls out of the first. I do think that the Raiders could spend their fourth pick on him. I kind of actually really like that. Um, I think that that's a a decent fit. Um, And then I wonder about teams like the Redskins or the Dolphins and maybe what the trade market then would look like for Derek Carr if he is going to be their starter or if they'll try and trade him and go after someone like Murray. But I I still think Kyler is going to be a top 15 pick. But if he doesn't go to the Cardinals, I think he might not be the first quarterback off the board anymore. Who do you think is the first quarterback taken off the board? Is it uh, Haskins with the Giants? Is it Locke with the Broncos? If it's not Murray, who do you think it is? I think that it, it'll probably be Haskins wherever he ends up. Um, but Locke and the Broncos does make a lot of sense. So... I would still say Haskins to the Giants over Murray, but I'm not I'm not confident at all in any of those predictions. These quarterbacks this year are such a wild card. This draft to me is such a wild card if you look at it. Like there's so many different scenarios that could happen. Like if the Cardinals do trade with somebody that wants to trade off to get Bosa, then what do the 49ers do? Because you know the all the mock drafts have been putting Bosa to the 49ers since. Uh, Murray started getting consideration for pick number one. Um, I think even before that, I think it was uh, Williams or Bosa first and then Bosa second. So that could completely throw a wrench in the draft. And for me, I like it that it's such a a, a crapshoot. I know it's always a crapshoot, but this year to me it seems like it's more of a a crapshoot than other years. Um, I I just think it, it could be very entertaining to watch, and it sounds weird saying that about a draft and teams making picks, but to me it just seems like it could be very entertaining to watch. Yeah, it feels like about 10 players could go at any of the first-round picks. You know, it's not just – even the top 10 is so fluid this year that there's a lot of people that might sneak into the first round that are projected second-rounders, or there's a lot of people that are projected first-rounders now that might free-fall, so – it's going to be really fun on Thursday night to see what actually happens. If the Packers even make two picks, I'm not ruling out the fact that maybe they'll trade back from 30 and then they, you know, they might pick in the teams or that's about it for the first round. So if they do use both picks, it's one going to be a late night and two, it'll be really fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. The last round the Packers had first round picks, is when uh, they drafted B.J. Raji and Clay Matthews, and we all know that ended up being a, a cornerstone on uh, 2010 Super Bowl season. If they can do the same this year, you get a, uh, possibly two key defensive guys, like a Bush or a Oliver at 12, and then a safety at number 30 to pair with who you they get on defense, I think that would be would be great. So I, I know you have a mock draft up on uh, – on Lombardi, Lombardi Lounge, uh, Lounge, but if you don't mind sharing, um, who, what does your top five mock draft look like? So, I, I do my mocks my myself, and then I go on like the Draft Network, and I, I run theirs, their simulator, and see if any of my picks are even like in the same ballpark. And I'll say about eighty percent of the time on Draft Network, Ed Oliver was there for me at 12. 
Do I think that actually happens on draft night? No. I think that he goes to the Bills or the Lions if he falls into that 8-9 range, unless, you know, the Packers were to try and trade up for him. So I think Oliver will be gone. Um, but I would say my top five picks for pick 12 even would be like an Oliver, Burns, Bush, maybe a Jonah Williams or Jawan Taylor if you're really looking to solidify that O-line. Um, but as far as picks in the draft, I really want the Packers to focus on edge, interior defensive line, and safety pretty early. I know that a lot of Packer fans really want to see a tight end go off the board, whether they're Hawk or Fant, either of them, or maybe even an Irv Smith Jr. Um, but I think that they can find a developmental tight end in the third or fourth. You know, you've got Jimmy Graham as a starter for one more year. You've got Mercedes Lewis, who is the best blocking tight end in the NFL. So to have a player come sit behind them for a year while they learn the position, because tight end is one of the hardest positions to transition from college to the NFL for. So if you can get a guy who can even learn behind Tanya, and you just have another body in that room behind Graham and Lewis, I think that that that's plenty. I don't think you need to reach for one of the Iowa tight ends in the first when the team has arguably more pressing needs. Yeah. Um, I just love Hawkinson uh, a lot, but he's probably going to go probably to Jacksonville or Detroit. I've uh, been hearing uh, a lot of people talk about. But I was, I was talking about for the, the NFL draft as a whole, who are your picks one through five? Okay. So my first round pick then would be Ed Oliver, but I'm starting no, to be I mean more No, I overall for the draft. Oh, like top so Starting five. with okay. Arizona to the fifth pick. Sorry. Um, I'm not taking Kyler Murray at one, so I guess my top five would be Quinn and Williams for sure. Um, I still think Nick Bosa is in there. Um, I would consider Ed Oliver in the top five. Um, Josh Allen is up there, and maybe a Devin White. It, it seems like a little bit of a stretch to have Devin White in the top five, but I think he'll go that way. It's in both years it seems like a stretch because you don't typically take a inside linebacker top five. You typically don't. But to me, Devin White athletically is a rare talent. So I I could see it. You probably shouldn't, but you also shouldn't take running backs top ten. And we've seen that happen uh, um, pretty recently. We've seen you probably shouldn't take running backs first round in general, but we've seen that happen recently. So. You know, if it's, if it's the guy, you think it's the guy that's going to be a cornerstone of your team for the next 10 years, like Devin White could be, Devin Bush could be, then to me, if the position doesn't really matter, um, you take it if it's a position that can definitely help you out. So going to wrap it up, um, running uh, you know, a little short on time here. So just uh, one last uh, plug for, for your work and where people can find your stuff. And, uh Yeah. Okay, so my Twitter handle is at Maggie Loney, L-O-N-E-Y, or my name on Twitter is Maggie Loney. My Twitter handle is Maggie Lawler, L-A-W-L-E-R. Um, I also write for the Lombardi Lounge, which is at Lombardi underscore lounge. Uh, we're actually doing a mock draft giveaway right now, so if you want to test your knowledge of the Packers draft picks, feel free to hop on there. You can win some cool stuff. And then I also am a podcaster for the pack a day podcast. I go on the show about two times a month with Nick and Paul. Okay. 
So I do want to say thank you for coming on. I really do enjoy your work. I enjoy reading it, enjoy listening. Uh, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on to talk to you about the draft, uh, really enjoy your content. So I do want to say thank you for uh, for coming on. And, uh, you know, I know it's a week, uh, half a week ago, but congratulations once again on the, on the, the marriage. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Yeah, and uh, maybe we can have you on uh, again later on after the dust settles following the draft. Yeah, after all my picks have been proven incorrect, so we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. I'm finalizing my own mock draft uh, myself, and I'm just torn on so many different directions on how it can go. So, you know, with that, again, I just want to say thank you for uh, coming out. I hope you have a great rest of your night. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Bye. So the... Uh, NFL draft coming up. Um, uh, I want to say thank you to Maggie for coming on, uh, talking NFL draft with me. Uh, lots of different directions this draft can go, and I'm excited for it. Um, before I do jump off one more time, uh, this show is brought to you by the Evan, uh, Coach Evan Fitness. Um, I've lost about 150 pounds over the course of the last several years. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in the... Uh, you know, best, I'm stronger than I've ever been. I'm wearing sizes that I never thought I would ever be able to physically wear um, just a few uh, years ago. So if you are looking to get healthy, lose weight, um, you're looking to just live a healthier lifestyle, then let me help you with that. All you got to do, shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com, and I will help you. I will coach you. I will walk you through the platform that has worked for me. And if you follow it, it will work for you too. With that said, I want to say again, thank you to Maggie for coming on. Uh, Thank you for those listeners. You can follow me at Evan Witt Sports. And uh, I will talk to you all following the draft to give my thoughts on the Packers draft picks. Have a great night, everybody.